But we're in a message series called Keep Your Dream Alive. We're talking about Joseph's story, Joseph's life. But we're applying it to our lives today. This is not just a story of thousands of years ago. It's a story that applies to each one of us today. God has a dream for your life. God has a dream for my life. And it's our privilege to live out the dream our Creator has for us to live. It's a wonderful privilege. It's the very best life that you can possibly have. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so this verse is talking about God's dream for every believer's life. You were created by God to do something. You were created by God to accomplish something with your life. Here it says you were created to do good works. And this dream that God has for your life was prepared, was thought out before you were born. In fact, God fashioned you and gave you the abilities, placed you in the place where he placed you to be born, gave you the parents that he gave you, perfectly suited to carry out this dream. It's incredible. Now this morning, if you're not a believer, the first step to receiving God's dream for your life is to enter into a relationship with God. And I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end of the service to become a believer so that you can understand and live out God's dream for your life. But today my message is entitled Roller Coaster Integrity. Have you ever ridden a roller coaster recently? I hadn't for many years, but this summer I went to Six Flags with the kids. And Dad, you got to ride the roller coaster. I don't know. You know, I'm kind of getting kind of old for that. But no, you got to ride. Okay, all right. So I rode. I don't know how many I rode. How many did I ride? Several. Uh, what is it? Screaming Eagle and some other ones. Anyhow, they're, they're fun. I wouldn't ride them ten times. My neck might not survive, but uh, they're fun. Now, what is the excitement of a roller coaster? You know, you start off and the thing chugs up slowly, so you get up very high, and then you kind of go down low very quickly, and there's all kinds of turns and squiggles and everything, and then you go up high again, and then you come down low very fast, and that's kind of the excitement, the highs and the lows. And as I was reflecting back on that experience this summer, I thought, Life is kind of like a roller coaster, isn't it? There's some highs, and then there's some lows. And then there's another high, and then another low. And there are times in life when you seem to be on top of the world, right? Everything is working out. Everything is going your way. Those are great times. And that's a high. And then there are times when nothing seems to be working out. Everything you want to happen is on hold and things aren't working, things are going wrong and this person is doing that and you can't seem to see hope on a horizon and that's, that's a low point in your life. Anybody else relate? Anybody at all here have a roller coaster life? I think it's kind of how life is, isn't it? Life is kind of like that roller coaster. Now the problem is that on this roller coaster ride of life, our faith tends to weaken at the lows. Anybody tempted to doubt God when you're at a low point in your life, when things aren't working out? Think, well, where is God? At the low point. And at the high point, we have the opposite. Things are going so well, 
Why do I need God? I mean, I can handle this on my own. Things are going great. And so people tend to forget God when everything seems to be working out. But God wants our faith, God wants our integrity to remain constant throughout this roller coaster life that we each live. And that's what we're going to talk about. Now, why is life for a believer like a roller coaster? I mean, shouldn't God work it out? You become a believer. Why can't we just live at the top of the world? Why can't we just live on the mountaintop? I mean, why do we have to have these lows? Well, let's look at James 1, 2, and 3. Now, in your bulletin, there's a white page. I'd encourage you to take it out. It has the outline of the message written in. And through a little slip-up of my own, the Ephesians verse was not uh, put in there, but the rest of the verses are there. And you can follow along there. On the back of this sheet, back of the outline is a study guide uh, with questions that I've written that can help you dig in a little more deeply to the lesson. And these are discussed at our life groups during the week. And so uh, they'll discuss that and you can discuss it and have a time of prayer and apply the message to your life during our life groups. James 1, 2, and 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And so this verse speaks of facing trials of many kinds. And uh, what part of the roller coaster ride does that apply to? I think it applies to the lows, right? You're in the midst of all kinds of trials. You're at a low point. That's not a fun place to be. And so it's speaking of the lows. Now, underline the phrase in the verse, the testing of your faith. What are the lows in our life all about? It's God is testing your faith. He's testing your faith. And when you take a test, what are the two possible results? A pass or fail. Pass or fail. And that's right. It's the same with God's testing of our life. You either pass or you fail. And God wants us to pass the test. He doesn't want us to fail the test the testing of our faith. And how do we pass this testing of our faith? Well, it's as we continue to believe throughout the trial. And we develop perseverance. It means we're not going to give up when we're faced with a trial. We're still going to believe God, even though things don't seem to be working out the way we thought they should. And as we develop perseverance, we can face any low that happens to us that God allows into our life with a strong faith. And we pass this test or these tests of faith by keeping our faith strong, by believing, by continuing to live with integrity, by continuing to live with godly character. And this verse even has it the first phrase, consider it pure joy. Let me read that again. It's hard to believe, right? Consider it pure joy when you encounter these Lows in life, when you encounter trials in life. Now, why should we consider it joy? Isn't that just insane? I mean, we consider it joy because God is doing something in us if we pass the test. He has a purpose for our tests. Now, in the Sunday morning class, we just talked about this morning. It's amazing how God puts these together because I don't seek to correlate the two. But we talked about God's testing of Abraham when he had to sacrifice his son on the altar, a great test. But through that test, Abraham's faith grew. And so we should approach the, 
the lows in life with joy because we know God has a purpose in every low that he allows into our life. He has a purpose. It's a task that he wants us to pass. And so today we're going to talk about maintaining integrity in this roller coaster of life that we are all on. Now in this message series, we're looking at the life of Joseph. And just to go back a little bit, Joseph was a young teenager. The Bible says he was 17 years old when God gave him a couple of dreams. And these dreams had to do with Joseph rising to a position of leadership. He was, he was the youngest son at the time when his, even his elder brothers would bow down before him. In the second dream, his father and mother would bow down before him. And so he was going to rise to a position of leadership in his family and ultimately in his nation. Now, what part of the roller coaster ride would you feel like you were on after you'd received those kind of dreams from God? That was a high. He must have felt pretty good because he was having some trouble in his family from his brothers. And he was the little brother. And here he was going to be on top of all his brothers. I would have felt pretty good, you know. This is a high. But the next thing that happened is that Joseph's brothers didn't like him. They didn't like his dream. And they were not very nice at all. And they wanted to kill their brother. And so they threw him into a cistern in the ground. Most of them wanted to leave him there to die. And what part of the roller coaster ride was that for Joseph? That was a low, literally a low, down in the, in the ground with snakes and spiders and all kinds of things down there. That was a real low, not knowing if he was going to live or die. He was then sold as a slave to Egypt. That was the, the brothers decided not to kill him and he was sold as a slave to Egypt. And that, I think, was a continuation of the low. Now he's a slave in a foreign land, never going to see his brothers again. So let's look, as we continue with his life, how to live with integrity. God wants us to live with integrity when we're under authority. Genesis 39.1 says, Now Joseph was, had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, brought him, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him by force. And so now Joseph is a slave under this Egyptian official called Potiphar. Uh, he's under authority. He's, he's at a low point in his life. He's 17 and now he's a, a lowly household slave in a foreign country. He must have been tempted to be discouraged. I mean, this dream he had seemed like a million miles away. I mean, he, he's not even close to his brothers, not even close to a position of leadership. He's at the lowest position a person in that society could possibly be, simply a slave. Uh, he must have wanted to give up on life or been tempted to give up on life. His future didn't look bright. I mean, what was going to happen? Now, we want to apply this story to our lives today. And if I'm right, there are no slaves sitting in the audience. Okay, so how can we apply this to our lives? Well, we're all under authority, are we not? We're under authority of one kind or another. If you have a job, you are under authority. You report to some kind of boss. You're under authority in the church, if you're part of this church. Perhaps you're at a school. You're under the authority of your teachers. Or in a family, if you're a child living at home, you're under the authority of your parents. Uh, in any kind of organization that you're part of, you are under some kind of authority. And so we all can relate to this. And as we go through these principles of living with integrity, think about your own situation. Think about 
how it applies to your life and the authority that you're under today. The first step when you're in a low place in the roller coaster of life is to remember that the Lord is with you. It says in verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph. Here he was, a slave in a foreign country, a country that didn't know the Lord, that didn't worship the same God that his father had worshipped or did worship, and yet he wasn't alone. He might have felt like it, but the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. Now, when, the, when, the, when this verse says the Lord was with Joseph, what, what does it mean? I mean, God's omnipresent. He's, he's everywhere. So isn't he with everybody? Well, he is in a certain way. He's with every person on the face of this planet. He's not far from any person. But when the Bible says the Lord is with somebody, it means in a special way. It means that the Lord was with Joseph in a special relationship. In a relationship in which Joseph had faith in God. He was drawing near to God and God was drawing near to him. And God wants to be with you, even in the low places. And when the Lord is with you, you can look to prosper. What happened in this Egyptian's household as Joseph entered as this menial household slave? It says he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, we'll finish that sentence in a minute, if the Lord is with you, you're going to prosper no matter where you're at. Let me say again because it's hard to believe. When the Lord is with you, you're going to prosper no matter where you're at. And that's what happened with Joseph. And when the Lord is with you and you prosper, the authority over your life is going to notice. It says his master saw that the Lord was with him. It's something that can be observed. It's something that can be seen. You're going to stand out from people that the Lord is not with. And that's what God wants for believers. He wants us to stand out. He wants us to shine. You're going to stand out from the crowd. And so Joseph prospered. He had success in everything he did in Potiphar's household. Now he was still a slave. But he was prospering and enjoying success in his work. Joseph was faithful in his work. We need to be faithful in our work. It says in verse 4, finishing the sentence, when, the, when his master saw that the Lord was with him, the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Now what is going on here? Joseph started out as a menial household servant. And he was promoted from being this, you know, probably Potiphar had at least dozens of slaves at this level. He was a high government official. He was promoted to become the personal attendant of Potiphar. That was a pretty good promotion. So he was, there was only one of those. Potiphar's attendant. And he did so well at being Potiphar's attendant that he was promoted to being in charge of Potiphar's entire household. And not only his household, but everything else that this official owned. Who knows what it was? Crops, fields. He was in charge of the whole thing. Now, how did this happen? Was Joseph going around 
grumbling about being a slave, that things never worked out for me. Why do I get the raw end of this deal all the time? Why is everybody against me? God must have it in for me. Do you think he was talking like that? Have you ever talked like that? He was believing God. He was being faithful in his work. He was working, I believe, for his pagan master, Potiphar, as though he was serving the Lord. As though he was serving the Lord. And the result was promotion. The result was increased responsibility, increased privilege in his life. And so when you're under authority, expect everything to be blessed. It says in verse 5 and 6, From the time he, speaking of Potiphar, put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. And so he left in Joseph's care everything he had. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. And so this verse illustrates an incredibly amazing principle. When the Lord is with you, when you're being faithful in the place that God has put you, even though it's a low in life, not only will you be blessed, but the place where your work will be blessed because of you. Isn't that amazing? I mean, let's apply this to St. Louis. How many people here have jobs? Work at something. Even if you volunteer, even if you're not being paid, you work at something. And if you follow God in that, that workplace, the people around you are going to be blessed because of you. They're going to observe what God is doing in your life and they're going to be blessed by God himself. And so the blessing of the Lord extended from Joseph's life now to everything owned by his master, Potiphar. Now, let's talk a little more about how that applies to us in the 21st century right here in St. Louis. Now, you can apply this to your job, and we've been talking about that a lot, but you can apply this to any situation in life where you're under authority or where you're simply at a low point in your life. People's tendency is to want to get discouraged, to get depressed, to blame this person, to blame that person, to blame God. That's not what Joseph did. That's not the route to getting from the low to the next high in your life. That's going to keep you stuck in the low point. And God doesn't want you to be stuck in the low point. He wants to take you on to the next level in your life. Now let's think about some job issues that may be a low point. Perhaps you don't have a job or you're looking for one. You could consider that a low point. Or perhaps you have a job but you feel like your job is below your, your ability, below your education. Or perhaps your boss treats you kind of like a slave rather than a responsible employee. That happens sometimes. Might consider that a low point. Or maybe you haven't had a raise or a promotion for a long time. And it's beginning to bother you. Natural tendency is to want to quit, want to gossip about the boss. Become discouraged, but we need to remember the Lord is with you. If you're following God, if you're being faithful and doing what he wants you to do, draw near to God. And as you do, expect him to prosper you. Expect, expect God to bless your life. Expect 
him to be with you. And when God prospers you, what that means is that he's going to take you on in his dream for your life. I mean, too often in American churches, the word prosper equals money. Not necessarily at all. There's all kinds of ways that God can prosper you. And that is one way. We all need money to live. But God can prosper us in many, many different ways. Be faithful in your work. Work is unto the Lord. Even if it's a job that does not seem to be everything that you wanted to at the minute, it's the stepping stone to the next place that God has for you. As you work unto the Lord, expect your whole workplace to be blessed. Begin to pray to that extent because that is God's will. He wants to bless you. He wants to bless your workplace. And if you are a blessing to your workplace, do you think your boss is going to like that? Yeah, he's going to love it. He's going to love it. And you're going to rise from a low to the next high in this roller coaster of life. And that's what happened with Joseph. But our story is not, not over. We are jumping around a little bit if you were here last Sunday. And so what happened next, we'll just briefly summarize. We talked about this last Sunday and the message, Resisting Temptation. If you missed the message, you can always uh, listen to them on the, our website, our church website. It has the, the videos of the messages. You can listen to those there as well. Invite friends to listen as well. We have hundreds of people watching those every week. But what happened as a slave in Potiphar's household, Joseph had risen to a high place, but his master's wife, Noticed Joseph as well, in not a good way, and he resisted her temptation, and he was falsely accused of, of sexual assault, and his master had him thrown into prison. And so Joseph went from this high, being over this whole household of this high government official, to now being in prison, an even lower low in his roller coaster life. So how can we maintain integrity when we're in trouble? It says in verse 20, Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Sometimes we just think we're coming into a great place in life, we're at a high, and then the bottom drops out. And that's what happened to Joseph once again. He was thrown into a dark, vile Egyptian prison. Now, these were not pleasant places. I mean, prisons in America are not nice places either, but they were, they'd be wonderful compared to this Egyptian prison. In Egyptian prisons at that time, there were no trials. There were no sentences. You may never get out. You didn't know. It was just at some official's whim whether you ever would get out of prison or not. And these were not nice places either. Joseph must have been tempted again to get angry, to get bitter. Why is this happening to me? He'd done nothing wrong. In fact, he'd been a model of integrity. He'd resisted sin. He'd resisted sexual temptation, even though it was very difficult to resist. And as a result, he'd been thrown into prison. He could have been angry at his master's wife. Could have been angry and bitter at his master or even the Lord himself. And yet... He remembered that the Lord is kind. It says, while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. 
Well, haven't we heard that before? The Lord was with him in prison. The Lord was with him as a slave and now in prison. He, speaking of the Lord, showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. And so even though Joseph was at another low point in his life, going from being a slave to, to a prisoner, the Lord was still with him and the Lord showed him kindness. God is a kind and compassionate God for everyone who fears him, for everyone who walks in his ways. And so never fall into the trap of being bitter or angry at God. Remember, God is kind, he's loving in all his ways. Even when you're at a low point in life, God is a kind God. And in prison, the Lord showed his kindness to Joseph. How did he do it? By giving him favor in the sight of the authority over his life. Again, the prison warden who was in charge of the entire prison. Now, what is unstated in this account? What's unstated is, is Joseph's integrity. He was faithful in his work, obviously. There was work to do in this prison. He was accountable to the warden. He did what the warden wanted. He did it well. When you're in trouble, we need to look for a door of our opportunity. And so, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. Now, oftentimes, a low point in the roller coaster of our lives comes when God closes a door. And something that we thought was going to happen or something that was happened, happening stops. And we're talking about jobs. You lose your job. You get laid off. The door is closed. But Joseph knew that for every door that God closes, God is going to open up another door of opportunity. And why do we know this? Because God has a dream for our lives. And that dream involves a plan of us doing good things to serve God in every aspect of life. So when God closes a door of opportunity for us, he's going to open another one. And so Joseph was looking for the door of opportunity. Now, of course, eventually he wanted those jail cells to come open. That was the door he was looking to open. But that didn't happen right away. But the step to getting those doors open was to be faithful at this low point in life. And so Joseph demonstrated integrity in prison. He demonstrated character. He demonstrated faith. He passed God's test and the warden noticed and he was promoted even in this Egyptian prison. When Joseph was in trouble, he served others. Again, verse 23, this sounds like Potiphar, his slave master. It says the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. And so rather than complain, rather than sit around and do nothing in prison, Joseph worked hard. He served the warden. He served other prisoners. He maintained the whole prison operation. And the warden just kind of sat back and put his feet up on his desk. He liked it. Joseph was running everything. It was great. Now this was not the fulfillment of the dream that Joseph had yet. But it was a step. He showed integrity in this part. He showed character. Now think about how God was preparing Joseph for this dream to be fulfilled, for him to ultimately rise to a position of 
high power, ultimately in the Egyptian government? How was God preparing Joseph? He started out life serving his father, under his father's authority, and he was successful there. Next, he was, through no plan of his own, no fault of his own, taken to become a slave. And he learned how to lead in this Egyptian household, uh, in Potiphar's household, and now in prison. He was rising to a position of leadership, even as a prisoner. In prison, he was also expecting success from the Lord. The entirety of verse 23, it says, The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph. There we see it again. The Lord was with Joseph. He gave him success in whatever he did. And so it's a reminder that without God's help, none of this was, would have happened. This was not because of Joseph's own abilities that all these things happened. This was supernaturally worked out by God because the Lord was with him. Joseph was simply cooperating with. He was putting his trust, putting his faith in the Lord. And so not only was the Lord with Joseph, but the Lord gave him success in prison. And through each of these circumstances, the lows, the highs, Joseph had gone from being a son to a slave to a prisoner. God was preparing him for this dream to be fulfilled, for leadership at a high level. And so let's remember this, that the lows in our lives are preparation for the next high. There's something better coming. And so let's look to God for that. God wants to fulfill his dream for our lives as well. So now let's think about times in our life when we've been in trouble. Now I have to mention this because there's two kinds of trouble in life. The first kind of trouble is trouble that's bought, brought on by your own sin. If you sin, you're going to get in trouble. That's what the Bible says. A second kind of trouble is trouble through no fault of your own. And we have to approach those two kinds of troubles differently. Sometimes people get in trouble because of their own sin and then wonder why God is not with them. They wonder why God is not prospering them, why they don't have success in life. Well, if you're in trouble because of your own sin, your step forward is a little bit different. You need to repent. Well, that means turn away from that sin. You have to understand what the Bible says about sin. Turn away from doing the wrong thing and begin doing the right thing. And then you can get on with God's dream for your life. But if you're in trouble through no fault of your own, that's the kind of trouble Joseph was in, then draw close to God. Build that relationship with God. Believe in your heart that God is kind. He doesn't have it out for you just because something difficult has happened in your life. He wants to see you through. He wants to be with you. He wants to help you through this difficulty. He's got a plan for this difficulty. Don't worry about the future. If a door seems to be closed now, look for God to open another door. Look for that door of opportunity and God's going to open it. Focus on serving others. Sometimes when we go through low points in life, sometimes when we go through trouble, we get very inwardly focused. We just think about ourselves and our problems. 
woe is me. God wants us to focus on serving others, even at the low points. Walk in integrity. Expect success. Not through our own efforts, but through God's help. Expect God to bring you to a new high in your roller coaster life. So today we've looked at this roller coaster life of Joseph. I think it applies to our lives as well. He demonstrated godly integrity at every step. As I mentioned before, Joseph is one of the few characters in the Bible of which nothing negative is written. He's really a type of Christ. And uh, we don't have time to get into all those things. But I can identify with Joseph because I've had highs and lows in my life. And each of us can. That's why the story is there. And so this morning, if you're on a high in your life, be thankful to God. If you're a believer, he's the, one that have brought, he's the one that has brought you there. And continue to seek him. Continue to draw close to him because guess what's coming next after the high in your life? He's going to test you. He's going to test you. And if you're at a low point this morning, don't be discouraged. God is there for you. If you're walking with him, he's promised to never leave you. He's promised never to forsake you. He's right there. He's going to guide you. He's going to give you the strength and carry you through. So keep moving forward. Keep your dream that God has for your life alive. For the Lord will never leave you or forsake you. He's with you. Now in order to have God with you through this roller coaster experience of life, you, you need to be a believer. Many people in this nation claim to be Christians. Far fewer actually are. To become a Christian, to commit or recommit your life to the Lord this morning, you need to admit that you've sinned, that you've done wrong things. Basically, each of us is born with our own dreams for our lives. And when we follow those dreams rather than God's plan for our lives, that's called sin. We do what we want to do. And we're the captain of our own ship. The Bible calls that sin. And we need to repent of that because it's going to lead us to disaster. Secondly, we need to believe that Jesus came to this earth and ultimately died on the cross, a perfect sacrifice, in a way we can't fully understand, took our sin upon himself and paid the price, paid the penalty that we might be forgiven. Ask him to forgive you and commit your life to following Jesus Christ as Lord. And that means following his dream and his plan for your life. Now that's part of becoming a Christian. A Christian is someone who is like Christ. A Christian is someone who follows Jesus. It's not just someone who says, forgive my sins, I want to go to heaven, and then I'm going to live my own life. That's what messes most people up. That's not a Christian. A Christian must follow Jesus as their Lord. They must follow him and his dream for their lives. So let's bow our heads right now. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. If you'd like to commit your life to Jesus Christ for the first time, I'd encourage you to pray along with me in your mind or recommit your life. Perhaps you feel like you've drifted away from God. God wants you to come back to Him this morning. Father, today, I thank You for Your Word. I admit that I've sinned. I've done wrong things in my life. I followed my own dream, not Yours. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus died on the cross that I might be forgiven. Come into my life. I commit myself to following you as my Lord and Savior. I commit myself to following your dream and plan for my life. 
in Jesus' name. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray that God would help us in life. Thank you, God, for Joseph's example of integrity through both the highs and lows in his life. Help us, O oh God. Help me, O oh God, to be consistent, to live consistently with you in both the highs and the lows. Forgive me for forgetting about you when things are going well. And when things aren't going so well, forgive me for doubting you. I thank you, God, that you're with me in every single circumstance of life. May I be faithful in serving others. May I be faithful under the authority that you've placed me under. And God, for every door that you close in my life, help me to be looking for that next door of opportunity. Help me to be believing for it. I expect you to prosper me, God, and to give me success in fulfilling your dream for my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.